Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the ladies of Anime Trending. If you're looking for nice tea and deep dive analysis about otaku things, you've come to the right place. We love our conversation and discussion, and we're back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I'm joined by. Hello, I am Isabel, and this is Agnes. So, without further ado, the girl talk today will be about INTP anime characters. So, we're on another MBTI particular personality type, and this week we are exploring INTP. So, fun fact in regards to anime trending. Uh, Nico from the Anime Trending Podcast, as you guys probably have heard him, if you listen to both podcasts, is an INTP. And so INTP, going through the letters, once again, really briefly and quickly to talk about what each of the letters represent. I is introverted. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. N is intuitive. T is thinking. And P is perspecting, which once again, I always like to remind you guys because the last letters or, you know, the J versus P. It's a little confusing with their words, but basically prospecting means you're more spontaneous, you're more adaptable, you tend to think on the fly, you don't really plan as far ahead as the J's do, which are much more seen as rigid and like sort of a one, two, three sequential sort of person. Uh, So with that being said, we follow our same format as we did every time, which is I gave the girls a list of all the INTP anime characters and they got to pick which ones they want to talk about uh, in particular. And so, and then whichever ones that they separately picked that isn't um, on the list, we uh, we leave it to the very end to see if we have time to talk about it. Uh, but with that being said, the INTP anime characters that I gave to them, because we're not going to cover all of them, so I, I know some of you guys were curious to see what the full list is, is Psyche K uh, from Psyche K, <laughs> Kenma from uh, Haikyuu, Ryo from Bochi the Rock, Yuishigami from... Um, Kaguya-sama and uh, Futaba from Rascal, and then Shoko from Jujutsu Kaisen, Fuyutsuki the, from The Ice Guy and his cool female colleague, uh, Nora from Noragami, Rampo from Mugo Stray Dogs, Senku from Dr. Stone, Hirotaka from Botakoi, and Sugaru uh, from Undead Murder Farce, which I think is the most recent slash, um, you know, youngest character, you know, quote unquote, youngest character on this list because they're, uh, they only came out in an anime recently. Uh, so of these, the um, the ones that the girls have shared on is Yushigami, uh, Fuyutsuki, Rampel, and Hirotaka, and Sugaru. So we're going to cover those first, and if we have time to cover the others that they separately picked, we'll, we'll add them in. Uh, so going down this list, I'm going to go ahead and just start off from the very top with Yushigami. And Yushigami is a very complex anime character. First of all, he actually won our best boy. Uh, in one of our anime trending awards, which I actually do think is very well deserved. He uh, he starts off very comedic and sort of one sided on purpose, but then you get to know his story and you get to really know him as a character. And he is a very, very complex, a very sweet character, in my opinion. Um, and I think a really good example of an INTP. But you know, first, I, I don't want to just take over the whole conversation because I usually tend to talk a lot anyway. <laughs> so I want to go ahead and hand it to the girls, you know. Uh, you know, why did you guys both pick Yushigami? And do you guys see sort of the uh, INTP-ness to him? Or do you guys pick him just because you like him as a character and you don't really know what's going on with an INTP anime character? Yeah, for me, I picked him because uh, I think he is kind of a good example or like we have a lot of background story on him and he appears a lot uh, in Kaguya-sama and so it was easy for me to see kind of like the INTP 
type. I even forgot that Nico was the INTP, so thank you for reminding me of that. So now you can mock him about it. <laughs> I know. Uh, have you ever asked him, like, if he ever? Um, I don't even. I don't know if he watched Kaguya-sama, but did you ever have that conversation with him? I don't think all? he's watched Kaguya-sama, but I think he mm. would be embarrassed if he did. He's gotten plenty embarrassed before talking. We have a different MBTI chat where we just talk about like stereotypes mm-hmm. and stuff. And every time he watches a show and he realizes that the the character is an INTP like him, he immediately notices the patterns and he gets super embarrassed. So it's actually kind of funny to watch him. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I do think Ishigami is like one of the best examples of an INTP because it because he is written in such a complex way, which makes it better in regards to tying it to a particular personality type. But I also think because he's so well written about it that he would get very, Nico would get very embarrassed if he had seen Kaguya-sama and like seeing the extent of Yu Ishigami. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Ishigami is so, uh, like, he's just, uh, like, when I met him as, like, a character in the series, I just thought he was very different. And I even wondered, what the heck is he doing in the student council? I actually don't think he, like, belongs there with everyone else. Uh, just because of the way that he was, kind of, like, sad and depressed all the time. But then in on the inside, really, when you actually get to know him, he's actually, like you said, kind of very sweet. And actually, he thinks through a lot of things uh, that doesn't seem like he's thinking about it on the surface. You just think that he might be very, he has this like negative outlook on life. He doesn't care about anybody. He thinks everyone, um, you know, it's just kind of a bother to him or something. But in reality, he really like tries to make these relationships work. And obviously that comes out later on when he's trying to actually becomes more rather than the straight man kind of mediating things a little bit and also trying to show off what he's actually good at. And he's actually good at a lot of things as well. Um, but yeah, and then the other thing is also, you know, he's not very talkative, um, but then he spends a lot of time, I guess, playing video games and things like that. So he's very focused on this. And I feel like some of the, a lot of people on this list could be a lot of video game type people, especially because Hirotaka is also on the list. So I can see kind of his similarities mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are like my initial thoughts on him. What did you think, Agnes, or why did you add him on your list as well? I think he exemplifies the traits of an INTP very early on in Kaguya-sama, not from the current season where it dives more deep about like his backstory and the things that he does afterwards, but it really comes off as the very stereotypical INTP who kind of like keeps to himself, is quote-unquote like apparently socially inept, plays video games only, can't manage their own schedule, and he's kind of like pretty zen, I guess, in the, the student council. But yeah, he is actually very self-conscious of himself and his surroundings and very sweet to people too. Um, I think one of the earliest signs that you can see that he's an INTP without going too much in his backstory is how hyper-aware he is mm-hmm. whenever Kaguya gets like mad or, ag- mm-hmm. or passive-aggressive. He always frets and he always second-guesses himself. He's like, oh my god, like what did I do wrong? Like did I like step on like a piece of landmine that is Kaguya, right? When re- in reality, Kaguya is just being like very childish and it's not that big of a deal. But he definitely frets more about it than the average person does. Yeah, no, what you guys are saying are perfect. And I really like how you pointed out like uh, how Ishigami shows the more stereotypical side of the INTP and then he starts showing the more complex side because it's funny how it, things work in layers, but you're completely accurate in that. From the get-go, you do think Ishigami's INTP because he's very stereotypical in how people portray INTPs. They're right, nerd- and a lot of the yeah. 
Yeah, and a lot of the stereotypes for INTPs, I think, comes from like that teenage INTP aspect versus like a lot of the INTPs that we have on our list that we selected are adults already. So they show the other multifaceted part about it. But you, Ishigami, being a teenager, it's very clear from the very first season. Right, but it's also funny because as you get to know him more, it's like he is even more an INTP, but now it's the more exactly, complex yeah. flavors that make him more of an INTP. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I just thought that was really funny. But yes, he, he it's interesting. He gives off very stereotypical vibes of being the loner and just you know a nerd and just plays game all the time because that is very like stereotypical intp they're that loner kid in class who doesn't really talk to anyone is just eating by himself which remember how you said that um that cute like short of like each of the mbtis in the high school and intps was like eating alone in a corner <laughs> and nico felt really yeah, yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, like Ishigami from the very beginning of season one, he's always shown in the corner, like trying to play on his Switch. Yeah. And he's trying to like block out, you know, Kaguya like bickering with Miyuki because they're trying to figure out like who loves who. And then uh, Chika's just trying to be very nosy and Ishigami's just like, I I just exist. In the corner. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but then as you get to know him better and you actually find out why he's so withdrawn and stuff, it his his complex INTP side really shows and that's where it's really beautiful. And so uh, one thing about INTPs that, by the way, share with you, Agnes, with ISTPs is that you guys come off as super logical and basically I don't care other people's feelings. I only care about what's fact and stuff. But you both share that inferior function of extroverted feeling, which means that what you guys do care about, unconsciously so, is the harmony of a group, the dynamics of a group. It really, really... <laughs> oh yeah, I know that. I mean, I was I was mistyped as an INTP before I realized I was an, actually an ISTP. So I'm like, oh yeah, this definitely yeah, checks so out. You... There's, like, there's a lot of crossover between yes, the Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. Both of you, you know, do get very bothered unconsciously if something in the group dynamics is off and you guys are quick to uh, try to figure out exactly what the issue is and of course come up with the solution for it. Obviously the process to how, how you guys come up to the solution for it is different because that's where the differences come in but that is a, a particular quirk that's shared and you really see it with Ishigami because it's like you said he's the one who's like who gets stressed in the group when the group starts fighting with each other. All Chica's just like completely uh, either oblivious or being really uh, or being an asshole essentially she gets just vibing um, she's just vibing with the group and then ishigami just worries but chica just vibes because she's just like oh you know if they fight that means that they're close enough it's okay it doesn't yeah. matter you know, kind I, of i've always distinctly remember ishigami when there was like two slices of a slices of cake and Ishigami was like oh cake and they're like yeah you can have one so he like was happily eating it but then uh, Kaguya and Shirogane starts arguing about the last piece of cake specifically like you know who should eat it because it was their whole game again and at first he's Ishigami's happily just eating by himself and then by the time he gets halfway through the slice and the fight is still going he starts getting stressed and <laughs> you see it in his eyes and then I would also stress too but unlike Ishigami who just sits there and frets I would have left the room <laughs> and then <laughs> been like not nah, not today oh see that's the difference because um that's uh, so that's where the arrangement of your cognitive functions are different you are absolutely right for you you would have left but instead he just completely spirals into this inner monologue yeah he like spirals and he like 
unintentionally like chains himself there to yes. the situation it's like he can't escape but i'm just like you know what if i can't escape mentally i will physically <laughs> yes. escape myself and just disappear yeah so i remember that very distinctly when ishigaz was like oh my god this is my fault this is my fault and they're so fighting <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um so that's a very INTP of Ishigami to do something like that. Um, and of course, there's always the more emotional side of, um, or as the more emotional side of INTPs and also their intuit- in- in- intuition side. So Ishigami is strangely very good at picking up people's feelings towards each other. Uh, and he he'll say it in ways that are very blunt and not very emotionally smart to say, but he picks them up very, very quickly. And that has to do with the fact that his auxiliary function, so that's his very second function, is external intuition, as in they are constantly taking in a big picture information from the out from the outer world rather than how uh, internally processing them. Um, and so that also has to do with, this is also why INTPs are very good with theories and frameworks. And um, this is the part that, this is the part that drives you nuts, Agnes in particular, when he starts ranting, when Nico starts ranting to you and he starts spiraling yeah. and spiraling. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the part that drives you nuts. <laughs> I just sit there and I'm just like, wait, what was the point again? I missed it. God damn it. Where did we start? <laughs> yeah, so, um, but Ishigami shows elements of that as well in the way he talks and the way he picks things up. And it's just, it comes out blunter because that's just how INTPs are is they're not the best at, you know, putting to words how they're actually feeling a lot of times. So, uh, so yeah, Ishigami is an incredible INTP uh, example of an anime character. I'm really glad you guys both chose him because I do think he's such a, a you know, he's such a complex and a, a, a good example too, you know, of a really positive INTP. He, he struggles, you know, he spirals, but he's here and he's trying his best. So, um, so yeah, so that's the first one. Um, so the second one you guys picked was Fuyutsuki from the Ice Guy and His Cool Female Colleague. So I'm really glad you guys picked her because as you guys probably noticed, even when I was reading out loud the list, uh, there isn't too many uh, female characters. I mean, there are some, definitely some of them there, but uh, there there's not too many. And I especially like the fact you guys picked Fuyutsuki because her situation is a lot different from the other anime that I've listed. You know, she is in a very calm slice of life anime where not a lot of stuff is happening and not a lot of things can go wrong and on top of that she's also an adult so it's a lot of extra flavors to her that makes her a little unique of all the pickings so uh so yeah i'm curious once again you know why did you guys pick Fuyutsuki and knowing Nico and i don't know if you guys know any other intps in your life i i know like a few more of them uh but you know why did you guys pick her and do you really see it or did you guys pick her because you were confused that she's an intp I originally picked her because I was a little bit confused why she was on the list. And then when I compared her to Hirotaka, I'm like, ah, it's both the female and the male version. <laughs> they are exactly the same. <laughs> Only because like they come from very slice of life type of animes where not a lot goes on. And they're the epitome of the quote unquote cool nerd adult that has matured over the years, right? Because as compared to like Yu Ishigami, who kind of like spirals, he frets, and you know, he tries to play it off cool by like playing games in the corner and being by himself. Fuyutsuki and Hirotaka, after growing up to become adults, kind of have like this, this synergy of like, oh, I could fret 
like I did before, but I really don't have to now. I'm an adult. And as a result, they're a lot more blunt in the way that they ask questions or the way that they inquire about other people's feelings. And they're not as... um how would you say doom like they're not they're not so much like doomsayers because Yushigami is kind of like a doomsayer because he kind of spirals when he frets about things but for Yutsuki and Hirotaka has kind of like mellowed out that they don't doomsay them as much mm-hmm. anymore um and for Fuyutsuki, she comes off as that very, like, cool female nerdy adult who's, like, very zen vibe for the most part. And she's very r- oddly romantic, too. There was a there was a snippet that I read in the simple MBTI guide that you sent me, Gracie, that INTPs is are very secretly romantic. Mm-hmm. And while wa- re-watching a lot of clips from Fuyutsuki, she does a lot of very, like, cute, oddly romantic things that's not related so much to her gender, but kind of, like, oh, of course, this would be something that anybody would do if they were really, like, that romantic. Like, she keeps pictures of Himuro when he was, like, a kid. She does, like, all these really, like, cutesy cat things. She likes really cutesy things. She does, like, all these romantic things that she does with um, with Himuro. And I'm just kind of like, oh, I can definitely see it in Nico too, because Nico's kind of a bit of a romantic. Right, yes. <laughs> um, and I'm just kind of like, oh, yeah, I see it. <laughs> I was just going to say when Nico talks about his cats, I, I get the same Fuyuski type feels. Yeah, 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 yeah. The fact that they both love cats too is really funny. <laughs> I know, yeah. Sometimes in our group chats, Nico will just send pictures of cats and just talk about his cats nonstop. And I'll be like, oh, that's that's really awesome. That's that's like his babies. <laughs> his mm-hmm. children. They are 100% there. his children, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever heard Maddie, like, talk about the the cats as much as Nico does, like Nico's the only one that actively talks about. This is them. off topic, but this is just remind me of it. I had one of the funniest interactions in regards to, uh, in regards to Nico and his cats because one time we were recording the anime trending podcast and afterwards the apparently the one of the cats had kept bothering him the entire time during the recording and he didn't really understand why and then he realized what happened and he was like i forgot to fed you oh no and he was like devastated (laughs) but then the cat we could hear the cat meowing uh through the mic and stuff and uh, i forgot who it was but someone was like meow back at him and then instead of doing an actual meow like we would typically do to cats and cats meow at us nico straight up just went meow <laughs> and apparently the cat gave him the dirtiest look <laughs> like oh, no. <laughs> like was this dopey or solo i think it was solo remember? but like one of like either way one of his babies gave him the most offended look ever <laughs> So whatever he said with that deep voice, literal meow, was very offensive. <laughs> so um, that just reminded me of it. I just thought I'd share it with the world. So <laughs> um, okay, uh, but anyway, so uh, yes. Uh, uh, wait, actually, Isabel, did you talk about why you picked Futsuki? I feel like we just went no, to talk I haven't. About cats. We got distracted. Okay, yes. Yeah, we just got distracted by cats. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <continue laughs> no, that's okay. But yeah, the other thing I was going to say that I liked about Fuyutsuki is the fact that, you know, in in INTPs as well, is that they can find pretty unique solutions to Mm -hmm. problems. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And you see this in like the first few episodes right away when she interacts with Himuro. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Himuro's just freaking out and making snowstorms and things like that. And then the next day, you know, even though it's been one day since she's met this colleague of hers, she brings in like 
uh like because he froze i think a plant or something and he said that he likes cats as well uh she like brings like a plastic thing so that you know the flower doesn't die from his frost yeah i was just like who thinks of that yeah right like i wouldn't think <laughs> of that i would just like like if i met this type of guy i'd be like oh he's he's kind of weird right it would take me a while to even figure out that oh maybe i should help him out and then she also brought him like her cat's whiskers as a thing yeah, that was, that was like, I was like, what? Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, cat whiskers, cat hair? It's so funny, though, but he more was, like, he was just like, he cherished that, too. It was like, and he just immediately almost fell for Fuyusuki based on that gesture. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad that he was able to take that. Um, but yeah, this happens, like, throughout the series. Like, little things that you don't really think about. And not only that, she kind of accepts him for who he is and just, like, deals with it. Like, oh, I can totally find a solution to this. And she doesn't, like, we don't really see a thought process. It's just, like, she just kind of pops up with it. Uh, which always intrigued me in the show as well. No, that is perfect. And yes, uh, INTPs are honestly quite creative. I'm not sure why they don't get tagged with that. Because when we think, you know, a personality type is creative, we tend to automatically think something like an ENFP, for example. Uh, but INTPs are very creative and they, but we don't really think of them as creative. And I always thought that was interesting. I think it's because the INTP type of creativeness is a zany type of creativeness. Because it's like the INTPs are stereotyped as the mad right yeah so it's like a creative streak that you wouldn't have thought of anywhere with any kind of logic whatsoever but when you talk to an intp about it it makes sense but it has like that tinge of like mad scientist of like it's not common thinking that people don't appreciate as more versus with like an enfp like creativity streak that is stereotyped it's like sunshine rainbows mm -hmm. wow it's so positive kind of thing and it's more readily accepted versus the mad scientist everyone kind of gives you the side eye of being like i hope he doesn't blow something up right kind of <laughs> i see so. what you're saying yeah um also another thing i like about fuitsuki that sort of shows the different shades of intps is that fuitsuki you know when we see her with around people she's actually quite talkative like she talks a lot with the girls and she hangs out and she really likes hanging out with people and uh, and she's very involved and um, and really happy when she she's in these social situations. And I think this one is a little difficult for me because I met Nico already under the context and pretense that, hey, we've known each other. We've talked to each other. We just haven't physically met face to face. So when I met him already, he was already very talkative with me. Uh, but I, have, I also know someone who is an INTP who I met as a complete stranger. And it's, I always found it interesting how, how the switch is because when I did meet him without any sort of context and he was a stranger, he was quiet. He kept to himself. He barely said anything. And, um, which obviously doesn't bother me because I love introverts. <laughs> it's my thing. And so, uh, but it was just a very, very different experience than knowing him later and seeing how easily and fast he talks. And it's interesting because they never really truly raise their voices in that regard, but it's just the words that come out of their mouths is very quick. And I feel like Fiyutsuki really shows that. It's like a quirk I noticed when I was watching when I was watching the anime. And that's also part of the quirk where I was like, oh yeah, that is very INTP though. It's like this uh, two sides of it, I mean, different sides of the same coin where it's like on one hand when you don't know them, they come off as so distant and quiet and non-talkative, but then you know them and it's like, oh no, they talk. <laughs> they talk quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, alrighty then. So uh, is there anything else that you guys wanted to cover or ask about with Fiyutsuki before I move forward? Nope. Nope. 
Alrighty. Well, the next one on the list that you guys picked was Rumpel from Google Stray Dogs. And uh, Rumpel is a bit of an interesting choice because at the same time, um, Rumpel has been pretty widely headcanon by the fandom as being autistic or being on the scale of autism as well. And this is not just by autistic people who watch Bungo Stray Dogs and, um, and you know, really, really relate to him and uh, relate to him and his thought process and, like, how he feels about himself in society and in life. But uh, on top of that, you know, there are also people who are, are either really close friends with autistic people or they have family or loved ones who are autistic who really see those people within Rompo. So... I think with so many people saying that they see Rumpel as autistic uh, or uh, like I said, on the scale of autism, because like everything, uh, things tend to operate on a scale. Uh, we should keep that in mind when we are discussing INTPs in particular with his personality and his quirks. So, uh, so yeah, but Rumpel is another honestly very commonly seen as INTP anime character as well and so it, it didn't surprise me when I added him to the list and I I'm curious if it surprised any of you guys any of you guys when it kind of came to it and you know and if anything changes with the fact that I've mentioned that a lot of people had Rumpel as being on the scale of autism yeah I'm curious more about how he's on the scale is it because he's more very like intellectual I guess or he's very focused on you know obviously trying to uncover detective things or figuring out mysteries and not only that not as not at a normal pace but like at a speed faster than other others and I guess he also I guess displayed those qualities when he was younger that he didn't realize that he was different from everyone else is is that it or so maybe I, I'm I do need to preface this lost. <laughs> I am not an expert not even close on it so what I am relaying is I'm relaying based on what other people have written but the mm -hmm. the biggest thing about people on the scale of autism is that uh, there's one yes they notice things that are different from or they notice things that typical um, non-neurodivergent people uh, wouldn't notice but I think the second thing is how they communicate because that's sort of like the biggest uh the biggest struggle they've always had is that a lot of people with on the scale of autism has said that they'll say something and people just look at them weird and they just don't understand what they could have said that, you know, people would have looked at them weird because they, they didn't really understand the social cues or they straight up didn't see how it is what they said is socially not how you word things. And that's definitely where Rompel is probably most reflective of it. And I think it really comes out in um, in the fourth season with that mini arc at the beginning where things were black and white, which I still love that they chose to do it in black and white. That was amazing. <laughs> but mm. um, but there was like a scene where Rompel kind of like freaks out in the theater and he's just like, this is boring. Like, isn't that obvious? Like, this is the, this is, this guy's the winner. Like, why do we, like, this guy's the murderer. Why do we care? Like, what, why is it if I say that this guy's the murderer, it's wrong and people get angry at me? Like, what did I say wrong? It's the truth. It's the fact. And that scene really, um, that scene in particular really connected with uh, people who are on the scale of autism because that's exactly how they feel a lot of times where they're like, I don't get what I said is wrong because it's right and I don't get why it's the way I said it that's wrong. Like, why does that matter in the first place? Like, why is there a way to say it that is right? And it's something that they've always um, 
felt alienated by because people look at them weird if they say it in a particular way that quote-unquote normal people wouldn't and so um and so that's I think like that's more in lines of why the fandom has headcanoned him as autistic oh I see okay that's why thank you for that um so I know this is like no longer INTP stuff but I guess like Agnes did that surprise you at all when I had put that put that in really quickly before we uh before i dived into the fact like yeah but he's still an intp <laughs> yeah i can definitely see what you, what the fans meant by that for like uh, t- uh like autistically coded characters um but at the same time like in terms of just like a pure i can't rule out the fact that rompo may display like autistic features either but i also have to point out that intps and istps have also this exact same mm-hmm. problem with communicating to people what they think because they make an observation out loud but they never have a chance to explain themselves or they don't need to explain themselves isdps especially for me like i have a tendency to not explain myself and people look (laughs) at me and they're just like where the hell did you come up with that and not even as a question of like oh i'm interested to know what you think but it's more of like why would you say something like that right and I, i just sit there and i'm just like well it's the truth and i don't think i am truly autistic I don't I'm not even diagnosed to be autistic to be honest but in a way like it's hard it's difficult to say whether or not a character that has a personality trope a personality type is a certain part of the like neurodivergent spectrum and vice versa too so I was am a little bit torn yeah no it, it certainly isn't there is no correlation whatsoever of like if you're a particular personality type, you're more likely to, to be diagnosed with uh, with autism. Right, because yeah. like there's there's also the other flip side of like let's say like an ISTP. There's a lot of Reddit threads that say like, oh yeah, ISTPs are typically stereotyped to be ADHD. Oh, for and I am definitely. I, I would, would think yeah. that there's a lot of that people that with was, stereotype ENFPs yeah. with that. I'm actually surprised that they do it with ISTPs. There's like, some there's some discourse about ISTPs being diagnosed with either like ADHD or ADD. Mm for sure interesting so or even that or even autistic so it's like a lot of i feel like a lot of it it can range between people who are experts at picking up these things versus some people are just kind of like throwing out their head cannons without really actually thinking about like the medical implications behind this as well and is kind of like spreading misinformation but to come back to the intp topic about rompo he has he has a point in his in pre-season four when he's much younger where he kind of goes like this is like this is wrong like why do you keep debating about this like why you're all mad at me Mm -hmm. i'm right but when you sit down and you talk to him about it because that's what fukuzawa does fukuzawa basically sits down notices that rampo has difficulty explaining himself because rampo has a history of people still beating him up even after he explains himself and by having an adult who simply stands there and goes like okay why do you think that way? And like patiently letting him talk allows Rampo to talk to himself. So I don't know if it's autistically coded or if it's just actually written as personality because he has like a bit of a PTSD when it comes to explaining himself to people and getting a very I bad know, reaction out of it. I know, it was so sad, but also mm. cute. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the same boy with you, Ishigami, too, who was like, who had that really sad backstory of like beating the um, the mm-hmm. other guy up who I think he was like cheating on his girlfriend yeah. or something like that. 
And everybody, and then Yushigami was like, I'm right for beating up this guy because he's an asshole. But oh, he else didn't beat him up him. for cheating. He specifically confronted the guy and basically asked him to stop because, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, confronting. That's right. He started beating the guy up for a good reason. It was because the guy had naked photos of that girl that he's friends with. Right. Yeah. There you go. So, and. But then he gets like he gets like a societal yeah. backlash. And it's the same way with Rampo too. He gets a lot of societal backlash in his backstory mm-hmm. too. Um so I definitely saw that for Rampo as like the INTP. But because there's a really interesting part is that the INTP won't explain themselves at the very beginning, like why they come up with this conclusion. Right. And for a very young INTP, they're kind of like very blase about it. They're they kind of go like, Oh, I don't have to explain it to you. You should have figured it out. It was very obvious, right? That's for a very young INTP. But for a more mature INTP like Rampo by season four and season five, he actually explains a lot of the story, a lot of the reasons why things happen and a lot of the conclusions and the the strategies that he comes up with in order to defeat Kamui and mm-hmm. the hunting dogs, right? So I think that's kind of like a really interesting progression of an INTP where they come off as at the beginning... I don't have to explain this to you. You should have known this already because I'm a smart human being to somebody who's just like, okay, well, actually, it's very simple. And here, I'll break it down for you. And it's actually very easy to understand Rompo throughout season four and season five. And I think that's why a lot of people like season four and season five is that Rompo, as someone who's very intelligent, breaks it down for you very clearly and very simply that you're kind of, you're, it all makes sense. You're not led astray by like the rambliness of it all. Yeah, exactly. Also, I do want to read this uh, one section about INTPs that I think perfectly uh, illustrates Ron Paul's INTP-ness. So, uh, so basically, their uh, their uh, tertiary function is introverted sensing, and this is actually tying in with what you were saying, Agnes. This is the part where they have a lot of details and patterns, but they kind of just internally process it. They don't they don't externally process it, so it's a little hard to tell exactly what they're thinking. And in particular, it's that, um, and this is. Because it's tertiary, this affects them more unconsciously than it does consciously. But while INTPs can jump from topic to topic in conversation, internally their thought patterns are more linear. And I feel like we see that with Rompel a lot because Rompel comes off as very eccentric. Like it seems like he's jumping all over the place. And that's actually kind of when, uh, in fact, even in his later interactions with Edgar Allan Poe, you know, he was, it seemed like he was jumping all over the place. Oh, and, uh, you know, with our, with our favorite, with our favorite idiot, Mishitaro, <laughs> when Rumpel was driving him nuts, it seemed like his thought process was jumping all over the place and there was nothing linear going on. But then at the very end, you realize that he has been going step by step by step by step. He is going very linear. It just comes off as if he's jumping all over the place. And so that's a particular quirk of INTPs that, uh, Agnes and I have personally experienced <laughs> with our IATP um, in our life, and um, and it shows up in Rompel. Like, uh, I, I don't know, Isabel, if you've ever spoken to Nico one on one, but he also has a tendency to do that. But I mean, I think you've definitely seen it with Rompel, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I see it with Rompel, and then in terms of Nico, I feel really bad, but I actually tune him out uh- like, completely. <laughs> Like the other day when I was in the chat, I was like, okay, I, I like can't even understand anymore. And so I just like, I feel so bad, but I, I he didn't care that I wasn't paying attention. So it's all good, I think. <laughs> <It's about laughs> oh gosh. 
Damn, Isabel, you're a true team player. I've sometimes told Nico, I'm just like, Nico, I don't understand what you're saying. You have to, like, break it down for me. My brain is too dumb for this. <laughs> I usually just track it in my head. And then at a certain point where I get confused, I, I have to, I'd be like, wait, wait, wait. Can you, like, circle back to this and how it ties to that? <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. Right, right, right. Yeah. I like how we're all doing it in different ways. So, oh, gosh. Do you think Nico's going to listen to this episode? <laughs> Nico, if you're listening, he might not because he might feel like we're he's pointing out we're pointing out the most like despairing of INTPs because there are like a lot of INTPs that exist in other pieces of media that he's watched, but not necessarily yeah. ours. So he might overthink and think like, oh, they're talking about the INTPs that I've observed and the INTPs that we talked about in the MBTI chat. Oh no, I'm going to embarrass myself and not listen to it. So, <laughs> I mean, I did save him by not picking Uramichi from Uramichi Onisa, which is just Uramichi. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. I was like, I kin with this man. I understand. Uh, alrighty. Well, I I think it's ready. We can move on to the next one. I think this one is the easiest one. It seemed like uh, you guys have both mentioned him multiple times already. Uh, I don't I don't know why he's so obvious, but he is very obvious. It is Hirotaka from Wotakoi. Love is um, love is hard for otaku. So yes, Hirotaka is an INTP. Um, go ahead, you two, take it away. Uh, I I think from what you guys have said is it seemed very obvious to you both, but you know why was it so obvious for you two? <laughs> you want to go first for this one, Isabel? Oh yeah. Sure, I can do that. Um, but yeah, similar to Ishigami, like we said, and also compared him to Hirotaka, he obviously has a fixation over games. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I feel like <laughs> he's just... a trope. <laughs> he's just like a grown-up uh, Ishigami, but then like much cooler about it. And not only that, he's fine. I guess Ishigami was fine as well, just like displaying the fact that he loves games. And I guess it's more acceptable at a younger age, but when it comes to adulthood... Maybe, you know, you wouldn't show that to you, your uh, work friends. But uh, Hirotaku doesn't care about that, uh, which is which is funny because Narumi, on the other hand, wants to hide any fact that she she loves anime or uh, or games for that matter or is an otaku. But Hirotaku is like out there in the open, just like, you know, why not just accept it? And uh, but yeah, just him, like obviously having that him being reserved and but then also quite efficient in his work as well which I find is surprising. This, like, so he has this fixation over games and things like that, but um, and he's very, very particular about certain things. That, was it also one of the, his things that he he was afraid of lightning or something? Yes. And then he just puts on headphones. And then everyone in the office was freaking out. Like, is he mad? Like, why is he not doing this? And he doesn't even explain himself, right? Until the end, like, oh, I just don't like the sounds. And then everyone's like, oh. So he has those like obviously unique and quirky moments as well to him, um, which I think we all find very endearing and very, very cute as well. Um, but yeah, other than not caring about his image and just kind of doing what he wants to do, I think he's a really great example of INTP, especially an independent one that's like mm-hmm. fully, fully understands himself and then also is sensitive to, you know, maybe what others are thinking as well, especially his feelings towards Narumi. And, uh, you know, being loyal to her as well. And, but yes, those are the thoughts I had on him. Um, Definitely a likable character overall. But yes, Agnes, do you want to go ahead? Yeah, um, I pointed out earlier how like Fuyutsuki and Hirotaka ironically are the same trope and they're just the the reverse. They're both Mm -hmm. female and male. 
but for Hirotaka, I think the thing that stood out for me the most was not only the fact that he kind of has the I don't care attitude as he grows up, but he's also a, secretly a very huge romantic and he really holds on to those ideals for as long mm-hmm. as he can. Um, and that actually stems from having the biggest crush on Narumi since childhood. And to the fact that when they were childhood friends, he tried to pierce his own ears thinking that he could be like the cooler guy that Narumi would be attracted to. And then he just kind of ends up hating himself for it because of his pierced ears. And oh! I'm just like, my dude, that's so cute. But also, like, my dude, it's oh, okay. I you don't have to worry that. about I, I it. I actually distinctly remember watching that because he had, you know, pierced his ears because he saw her going out with a guy with pierced ears. And obviously he kind of regretted yeah. piercing his ears because it hurt. And I was just like, it's okay, baby. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And the thing is, it's like, it still comes up later in the series, right? Like, he still kind of holds on to that, not resentment, but like that regret that he was never able to properly express his right. feelings towards Narumi, and that he still feels bad, even, even guilty, almost of the fact that he tried to pierce his ears just to grab her attention. But because it didn't work out, he kind of started like, like, I don't know, like wallowing himself into self-pity. And you're just kind of like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> you try to like give him a pat on the back. So I thought that yeah, was Yeah, really I always appreciated that Hirotaka, he like, he put the blame on himself for not having a relationship with Narumi sooner because of the fact that he never gave any indication to her that she, he didn't right. like her yeah. in that way. And so, uh, which is great, because when he did, by that time, he was an adult and he felt a lot more reassured and confident about himself, which is, you know, awesome. That's awesome. Uh, but it was, it was like an element, mm-hmm. it was like, it was a nuanced thing to Hirotaka's character that I, I always really enjoyed in the story and in the context of a of a love story because of the fact that he was like, it was never about like oh she didn't notice it was I missed my shot and I didn't and I didn't make it clear to her in the first place so uh, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, you don't talk of being an INTP. Everything you guys have said is absolutely correct. And I like how you pointed, uh, pointed out the loyalty thing because I think this is something in particular about INTPs is that they tend to stay in a relationship for a very, very long time. It's more like they're like, what was the way that people described it? It was like they're less likely to um, get into a relationship, but when they do, it is like, for a very, very long extended time. And I mean, Hirotaka didn't get with anyone all the way until his adulthood when he saw Narumi again and then he quickly took the chance. So really, he just like, he just stayed firm in his feelings for one person his entire life, which is incredibly romantic. So, um, and it's always nice to see in that regard. So yeah, but uh, yeah, Hirotaka is very obviously an INTP. There's a lot of the ways he talks and the, and the way he thinks that makes it obvious in that regard. And I don't know, he's just a simple, he's a good, simple INTP character. <laughs> but okay. Uh, our last one that the two girls have shared in their picking is the newest character on this list, but it, but it is Sugaru from Undead Murder Farce. And Agnes, I'm going to go ahead and ask you, because I know you are a huge fan of Sugaru. Uh, what do you think about Sugaru being an INTP? I was really surprised because I would have thought, like baseline Sugaru, I would have thought that he's something extroverted, that he's right. not an introvert uh-huh. at all. Um, because all of the entire time he just talks 
every every right, right. Just talks, right? <laughs> he just talks in riddles. He talks in rakugo. And at one point, after I sat down, and I thought about it. I'm like, oh, he's perfectly an INTP because he rambles in rakugo. That's right. Exactly what they do. <laughs> Sometimes it comes off as riddles. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, okay, great, big brain. Okay, Ayarindo, please explain to me what he just said. <laughs> um, but I think it's also really interesting because Sugaru. When you take him out of the context of, you know, somebody who just like constantly taunts in Rakugo, talks in riddles and stuff like that, mm -hmm. he's very quiet yes. and very mm -hmm. introspective and kind of lets Aya Rindo do all the talking and the strategizing and stuff. And he kind of ends up being a, a weird like springboard between the two, mm -hmm. the three of them, where they like discuss plans and stuff. And he constantly has to communicate that way, but he's also very quiet versus like other introverts like myself and Isabel, we don't communicate to people to springboard ideas really i definitely don't i just keep my ideas to myself until someone else changes my mind and i'm like oh okay i guess i changed my mind um but for Tsugaru in particular he always talks to rindo he always talks to um uh, the maid as well and they always have like this weird banter of like springboarding ideas off of each other which is a very intp way thing to do because i also noticed nico doing right. it with the rest of mm -hmm. our staff when it comes to like formalizing a strategy or like a plan like usually he's pretty quiet but always like he will always offer his opinion and then use other people to springboard off of that and figure out like what we want to do as our next course mm -hmm. of action right so i thought that was a really interesting take on suguru and when i see it now i can see it a little bit more clearly although suguru compared to i think a lot of the other characters in the series who exist in a more like modern day setting suguru is in a weird like victorian era historical supernatural fantasy setting so it's a little bit hard to nail down the intp other than stereotype him as the quote-unquote like mad scientist because he could have been a mad scientist right there are mad scientists within this series but they don't put that on him then so they put him on this like very like comedic meme type of character and um no but you're absolutely correct and yes i think i mean this is the whole tricky thing with extrovert versus introvert right and we've talked about this before is that people tend mm. to automatically assume if you talk a lot you're an extrovert and then if you don't talk a lot you're an introvert but it just does not work that way um I mean, no, all of yeah. us here, we know plenty of friends who are introverted who do talk a lot because they trust you and they know you. Um, I think out of all my friends, like, who are all introverts, funnily enough, aside from uh, aside from Shauna and Mehdi, and they both share the same personality type <laughs> now that I said it out loud, which is funny. Um, uh -oh. It's like... It, <laughs> it's really funny to watch them because they see the exact same thing they are like, the happen Spider between the two of them. I'm like, it oh, happens yeah. all time they're literally <laughs> the spider-man meme and it's so yeah. funny to watch um, but it's just like you know agnes you and i we can talk easily together for a long time and then with my friends from college who are mostly all introverts but like especially you know one of my friends we can talk for hours she is without question introvert but it's not me talking three hours and she's talking one it's actually pretty split like she's talking two hours and i'm talking two hours so it's just a very easy thing to misconstrue when you think that talking equals extrovert versus introvert. No, it's about where you get your energy. For example, I do absolutely wilt if I haven't had human interactions within like 
a day. Like, it, it just bothers me. I feel lonely and tired and exhausted. Like, I've told a story before where I realized back in college, I have three roommates with me in college. And so almost always there's someone in the apartment. But one time in a weird stroke of coincidence, every single one of them was out. And I was just like, hello, is anyone here? And when I realized no one was there, I was like, I got to leave. Like, I can't be in this apartment by myself. I have to find people. So um, so that's me as an extrovert. And I really doubt Agnes or Isabel, either of you two would have left the apartment if you found out three of your roommates weren't there, right? I would be having a party. I'm like, yes, they're gone. And so, uh, well, I guess, Agnes, are you the same or would you have left? <laughs> Oh, the, well, the apartment where I'm like, I realized that three of my roommates were gone and I, it made me feel like really like just tired and alone. I had to leave the apartment. <laughs> I, I'm an introvert. I would just stay in the empty apartment for as long as I can. All right. High five. <laughs> I would just be my, like, literally like my mom will be gone for like four days in a weekend. Right. She'd be like, okay, I miss you. Bye. I'm going off to the airport now. And I'm like, bye. And then she comes home. She's like, did you miss me? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was playing I was playing a raid for like the past two days like of course I don't miss you there's food in the fridge I can cook for myself my, my roommate uh, or one of my roommates because now you guys know I've had so many but one of my roommates she was alone in the apartment in the summer and she was telling me about it she's like yeah I suddenly realized that you know it was a little weird that no one else was in the apartment aside from me and I was like wow that's so nice and I was like oh god I would be dying and so um so it's just like yeah that's where the actual difference between extroversion introversion lies and i think with suguru we forget that he was perfectly fine by himself for many 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 years and even with um you know joining uh Aya Rindo and um oh gosh what was the maid's name i forgot her name uh what's what's ironic is i know her mbti she's a <laughs> Oh, yes, Shizuka. And so even though after he joins Aya and Shizuka, he is still, like, honestly quite quiet. If anything, it's exactly as Agnes said, is that he's more springboarding off of other people. And specifically, Aya is very extroverted. So um, so he's springboarding off of her a lot. And, um, and just because he loves Rakugo and loves to give a performance, stuff like that doesn't suddenly make him extroverted it's still um he is still very much getting energy from working by himself and we actually do see him operate on his own especially in that last arc which was fantastic like he went off on his own to do his own thing and what makes the group dynamic so special is that the two of them knew that he could pull it off when he goes off to do it on his own so um so it's just like so he is still very much that in um in regards to the introversion versus extroversion but, um, but Isabel, you also picked Suguru, and I actually don't know if you watched Undead Murder Force, but I'm gonna guess that you did if you picked him. Oh yeah, I did. And then, yeah, just like going off of what you said in terms of him like working alone and things like that, I noticed that in the beginning of the right. series where, you know, he was with the troupe or the cir circus type thing, um, and he mm. had this like, I guess, uh, routine that he would mm -hmm. do after he finished his performance. He would just go to his room and just pretty much sleep. Um, and it's only when, like, he realized something was disturbing him, he kind of caught it on the first time. But then the second time around, he didn't let it go. And that's when, you know, you meet Aya Rindo as well as Shizuka. Um, and I found it interesting that he immediately just dropped this, the whole thing and just went with them as well. Like, he's so, he was so flexible. Spontaneous, in that yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. spontaneous is what would describe him perfectly. 
And I guess the other thing I had a hard time was with kind of him like showing his emotions or really knowing what Mm -hmm. he's feeling. Because I think a couple of times in the series, you'll see him being asked like, what does he actually want other than, you know, living longer? Uh, Because he's obviously dying as a, as a demon or Oni, but you know, I don't really, I didn't, I don't know if you guys got this, but I really didn't understand, like, he never really showed exactly how he feels um, about getting his life extended, or even the reason why, other than, you know, just to live, but it seems like he should have a goal, but he, he doesn't really, or maybe he doesn't know about it himself as well, so I think that's the only thing that confuses me, I don't know if they'll, you know, dive deeper into it in season two, um, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, I was, I was confused by that kind of him displaying his emotions or what he actually feels about himself huh uh that is a good question i kind of have my theory as to what i felt about um about him in regards to how he feels about this whole thing but i'm gonna let agnes answer first on what she thinks (laughs) oh i'm pretty head empty on this really it's like it's a thought that just it didn't occur to you (laughs) yeah it didn't occur to me at all okay um i think that I agree with you, Isabel, in that I think that he's just sort of, like, living life and just waiting for it to end, but obviously just making the most of it until it ends. And he didn't really have any intentions of uh, extending it or um, or really wanting to live longer, per se. I think what it is is that he was happy to find other people who are similar to him that he mm. can kind of relate to. Uh, obviously not completely similar, but also... Um, but it's just like I think it it did make him feel good because I mean it's it's like well, this is more extrovert versus introvert, but it's a common misconception that introverts are perfectly okay with not having friends or anything like that. No, at the end of the day, humans are still social creatures, even if we don't need as many people. For example, Agnes saying that she can go a week without her mom and it's not like it's not going to bother her at all. You know, obviously. Agnes still has friends and she still <laughs> likes having friends and so um and it's the same thing with all the other introverts and Elizabeth I'm sure it's the same thing with you you know mm-hmm. um you obviously like having friends as well and and as, as it was until then Sugaru really didn't have any friends so uh with Aya and uh, Shizuka coming into his life I think finally it gave him that relationship that he's never experienced that he probably thought he would never he was never going to experience ever again because of his status as an uh, a mixed only so um so that's my guess on how he feels but I think the other thing as well is that he does secretly like hold a small grudge on the um on Moriarty for essentially uh, experimenting yeah. on him but not in the sake of raw revenge I'm gonna kill everyone like that sort of thing but I think more in the sense of I'm gonna cause you as much problems as pedally as I could <laughs> and so that's sort of I, my vibe <laughs> I can kind of see Nico doing that when he plays games too oh mm-hmm. really yeah, like, cause he he says like he used to be a toxic league gamer, and he's like he never goes back. But now that I think about it, I can definitely imagine trying to trying to see him like extract petty revenge if he can. But if the opportunity doesn't arise, he won't really do anything about it. Oh, do you have any stories you want to share? <laughs> I don't have any stories because all I know is like from him playing Final Fantasy fourteen with me. Um, and in Final Fantasy fourteen, it's more of like team 
based so you do have to kind of cooperate to get the job done mm -hmm. versus in league like you can get the job done with a competent team but most of the time you're just doing it by yourself with a bunch of strangers so i can see him kind of or at least i can predict if i can predict what most league gamers do i can maybe see that nico would try to do the same thing as well if you follow my drift but i don't have any specific stories of it okay got it uh but yes that's how i kind of feel with sugaru is he's not raw revenge i'm gonna kill everyone but just uh <laughs> but just that well now that i am in your way i'm gonna pettily cause as many problems as possible <laughs> so and that's about the extent of it uh, but i'm glad to hear that it does relate to nico who's our resident intp here at anime trending uh, but I guess, does that make sense? Like, do you agree with me, uh, Isabel, with sort of my theory on the whole thing? <laughs> no, yeah, I do. So, yeah, that was the thing that I hadn't thought about. So I'm glad I asked your opinion on it. So now I know. <laughs> Alrighty then. Um, well, I don't think we really have... An, I, we have four minutes left, guys. <laughs> um, to, and there's three others that you guys picked. Do you guys want to touch on them briefly? Or um, do you guys have sort of an understanding already of ITPs that you guys can kind of see um, see see the qualities in Kenma, Psyche K, and Senku? I can definitely see it in Kenma and Senku. I didn't watch Psyche K, so I can't really comment much about it. But I think I see... Kenma and Senku a lot more after we've had this podcast talk. Okay, and what about you, uh, Isabel? Yeah, for sure. I actually see it on three. Um, Kenma, less so in terms of his thinking, uh, but in Psyche K, just because I did watch that, it, he's you can see all all of his thinking, like, because we, <laughs> yes. we get it from the first person perspective, like all that overthinking, uh -huh. yep. <laughs> analyzing, going over things, freaking out, like everything Spiraling. that you're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's a great example of that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Gracie, did you have anything you wanted to say on these three as well? No, just that um, I guess I, because I think nico was a little hesitant about senku because he felt like senku was just smart and that's why he's an intp but uh nico if you do listen to this i hope you hear that pettiness that that was in suguru <laughs> is very present in senku i actually think suguru and senku are quite similar if you put them side by side what do you guys think at least to me when i when i look at them and think of them when you say the pettiness i can definitely see like 100 yeah. between like suguru and senku yeah. because senku is like very petty to the point like some characters are just like what happened to our brainy mad scientist <laughs> about anyone but suddenly gives a shit because he wants to do petty revenge right exactly i also think that senku gets um i think people mischaracterize senku sometimes because he's so mad scientisty that uh that they're like oh he's just a mad scientist because senku is senku is very asexual and aromantic like the manga's made that very clear uh but he is also romantic in a platonic sense his eyes always softens when he sees taiju it's the sweetest thing in the world and it's like that's that emotional side that i feel like people just kind of ignore when it comes to Senku. I don't really understand why they ignore it, but it happens every single time. It happened again in this week's episode. I don't know, Agnes, if you watched the whole thing, because I know you only looked for the meme of you punching. I only, I only looked for the Kohaku meme this week, yeah. so... <laughs> um, 
so at the very end, basically, uh, they Taiju had to get separated from Sunku for um for another uh reason now, but they got Taiju back, and his and um, they they clearly showed in the anime his eyes softening when he saw Taiju rise up from the water again, and I was like, that's like that's his emotional side, and I just feel like people forget about it with Sunku, and it's sad because I do think it's important to him as a character as well, so um. So yeah, so that's my one thing about Senku because I know Senku gave Nico a bit of pause because he thought it was just very stereotypical mad scientist, but there's more going on with Senku and his reasoning to be an INTP. Uh, so yeah, so with that being said, I hope everyone enjoyed this segment about INTPs. Let us know if you agree or disagree with any of our takes. This is very subjective, as all the listeners know. It is up to your analysis and of the character as well as the personality, for that matter. But I hope you guys still enjoyed the episode. Uh, please follow us still on Twitter at GrowTaku underscore AT. And we will be back next week with another fun topic. So bye, everyone. Bye. bye.